In today's episode of the Iman Wire podcast. You know, that the Prophet ﷺ enumerated so many of the rights of the neighbor that, you know, the, the Sahaba were afraid that the neighbor was going to, to, uh, to, to, to end up, you know, inheriting, right? You know, the right to be smiled at. You know, this, this, this is in fact a right and a responsibility which can only go with a particular view of freedom and a particular view of rights. And this is what is completely missing, you know, from, from the world of the Joker. Assalamu alaikum and welcome to the Imanwar podcast. Salim here with my co-host Qaidar. Assalamualaikum. Waalaikum salam Salim. How are you doing? Good, alhamdulillah. And uh, joining us today is uh, Abu Sakina Giovanni Heron. Assalamu alaikum, Ustad. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Good to have you with us. Uh, this is something we've had in the works for a while and uh, we're, we're, um, we're very glad that you were able to join us today. Mashallah, wonderful to be here. Uh, so for our listeners who, uh, who may not um, know our guest today, uh, um, Giovanni Heron has been an educator and a poet for nearly two decades. He's worked with, directed, and developed curriculum for youth educational and grassroots initiatives, including the Fresh Air Fund, uh, Keys, or the Keep Elevation Youth Services, the Universal Zulu Nation, El Mizan. He's taught literature, history, and social theory at the elementary and high school levels, and has taught comparative religious traditions, Islamic intellectual history, and race and empire at the college level. Currently, he teaches ethics at Temple University. His master's thesis in history research the intersection between colonization, imperial culture, the production of race, and evolutionary theory. He's finishing his doctoral research on epistemology and non-dualism within late Islamic heritage. So that's a lot of heavy stuff. And uh, you know, it's one of the reasons why we, uh, we wanted to have um, Estad on for some time. But funny enough, uh, as it happens, the... Uh, the the podcast today is um, on the heels of uh, of a recent release of a of a movie actually yep. um, called Joker um, and uh, I'm gonna throw Gaidar under the bus here a little bit because uh, Gaidar called me up and he said hey uh, you know you need to see Joker I'm like okay now <laughs> I'll be very uh, upfront with everybody I'm like I'm a huge Batman fan you know I read comics you know when I was a kid. So obviously, like, you know, I, I'm a huge Batman fan, but I wasn't really interested in this, which we'll get into later, the reasons why. But Gaidar calls me up or tells me, you have to see Joker because Giovanni and we're all going to get together and talk about Joker. So I'm like, okay, so I have to see it like now? He's like, yep. <laughs> so, okay, I go and see the movie. So, um, but, you know, it was a good excuse to give to my family and said, hey, I need to go and see this movie because it's for work. It's for the Manwar podcast. So cool. um, that's where we are today. And um, th- really, I, I'm not making, making light of it. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of uh, things in the film that um, really we can have a, a, a long discussion about, and hopefully we can touch on some things today. But this really grew out of uh, exchanges that you, Gaidar, had and, and uh, Asad Giovanni had um, uh, regarding the movie. So I guess, why don't you start off, uh, you know, get the ball rolling. Well, I mean, it, it definitely can be, uh, you know, uh, a surface uh, discussion on the movie itself. And uh, we're certainly not, uh, you know, uh, making it about the movie, uh, at least from the point of view that, um, you know, Sal Giovanni and I, uh, you know, had that interchange, uh, in- exchange, excuse me. But, um, uh, you know, uh, I'll uh, probably, um, you know, start off by saying, 
first of all, spoiler alert. <laughs> so oh, yes. We're going to talk about certain details in the movie and the intersectionality between the plot, the character, uh, or whatever that uh, went on through the movie um, uh, or in the movie uh, with our lives, uh, certain things that we live through, our society, certain understandings, certain, um, if I can say, uh, you know, characteristics of the overarching uh, kind of, uh, 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 you know, uh, idea of what, uh, you know, uh, evil and good uh, is and uh, what it can be and uh, how it's uh, morphing into the psyches of, of so many uh, that are actually part of um, the larger community and part of the Muslim community as well as they deal with uh, the many political, social, and uh, economical issues that we are dealing with uh, in our day. Uh, so, um, uh, yes, after saying spoiler alert, I'm going to uh, maybe uh, invite, um, uh, you know, Akhi Abu Sakina to, uh, you know, chime in with his initial kind of introductory thought, and then we can dissect uh, Joker uh, maybe in a, in a bit more um, fun way, I can say, inshallah. <laughs> inshallah, inshallah. Okay, so uh, let me begin by saying that, uh, you know, I, I was picked, you know, purely by accident. You know, I, I just happened to, to make a comment you know about the movie to someone on on Facebook, right? And uh, and, and and that's what got me here. You know, I have no no expertise whatsoever on, you know, either on cinema, you know, or film theory, or uh, you know, or uh, you know, American pop culture and iconography, you know, and and, and probably did not uh, you know read as much comic books on on uh, on Batman, you know, as uh, as you did, my dear brother. Uh, in fact, I, I I knew Batman only through the cartoon. You know, uh -huh. which we watched, you know, in, in the, what is it? The, the which one, late, the animated series or going the like animated, back? Exactly. Yeah. The okay. animated series and, you know, probably, you know, delved into one movie or another. But, but I have to begin with a caveat about uh, my relationship to Batman. I think very early on, already in, the, in, in early college or, or late high school, I, I, I found, you know, just an aversion to, to, to Batman as, a, as an anti-hero or, or, or as a hero himself. Just the, the the very idea of the collusion between, you know, the technology, uh, the corporation, and the 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 executive branch of uh, of, of government, you know, was was uh, I, I found it a, an odd deal already as a you know to to think of him as a hero, you know I think uh, even in looking at this uh, this this film and trying to see you know how it was that uh, that that. Uh, um, that the Joker was was uh, was sort of naturalized, was sort of humanized, right? Was sort of made relevant, right? Was sort of made a reflection of the city. Uh, we can't forget that that uh, in that equation still lies, you know, uh, Batman as uh, one who can go beyond um, because of state of exceptions can go beyond in terms of using violence to bring order back into into the the city, to bring order back into Gotham, right? So that that that'll be my my beginning caveat. To begin the, the conversation, and and that's actually a very good caveat because in my mind, just... in my mind, that is exactly why. <laughs> I think you just ruined Batman for me. What's that? <laughs> well, well, I, I, I tell I tell you what. Uh, 
it, you know, uh, because we are, uh, you know, live in this dichotomy that uh, at least Salim and I are super fans of the DC world and uh, DC universe, sorry. And, uh, you know, at the same time, we have uh, this affinity. Uh, him and I were talking before how uh, basically Batman was the best kind of, uh, you know, superhero character uh, that I at least uh, grew up with, uh, you know, at least you know, from a realistic point of view uh, to the, as much as you can say realistic in here uh, as possible. And at the same time, Joker was the most intriguing uh, super villain uh, character uh, to me. And um, that probably Joker is the most intriguing and the most uh, impactful character, especially in terms of the Hollywood mov movies that were produced, you know, with Heath Ledger uh, moving on all the way lately to, um, you know, uh, Joaquin Phoenix. So those are uh, real uh, impacts, at least that I felt uh, in terms of the uh, the well work, uh, the, the good work that was done uh, uh, for the movie as a, you know, uh, as a sana'a, as a, as a factory of, of art. To me, uh, you know, a beautiful dark movie dealing with criminal psychology, dealing dealing with our society, dealing with uh, you know a, a number of things that uh, we need to talk about. Basically, not just Marvel uh, or justify you know the situation or uh, the turning uh, of one uh, you know uh, mental illness uh, you know patient into a criminal. Of course, that's the surface, but there's a whole lot of other things that I thought, uh, you know, from your comment uh, on Facebook and from, uh, you know, your background, you mentioned, uh, of course, in your background that especially now, you know, your master's thesis is in, his, uh, is in history and it's talking about the intersectionality uh, between colonization, uh, imperial culture and the production of race, the evolutionary theory. All of that, you know, uh, is, is to me related to this. And uh, sorry for this long introduction, but um, I, I feel that, uh, inshallah, this is uh, something that we want to kind of touch point. And I will leave you, uh, you know, with the freedom to pick, you know, one of those uh, kind of accesses that we were talking about uh, earlier between you and me. Sure, sure. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I think just going off on, on what, what you said is, is uh, what is the intrigue, you know, what is the intrigue that, that we have with, with, a, with someone like Joker, right? Uh, and, and we saw, we've seen the development of the character, you know, uh, many times in, in terms of, you know, being the, 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 the complete antithesis of, 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 of Batman's, you know, desire to, to, uh, to you know, for order. You know, for justice and order, for law and order, right? Uh, to the point where, where where they feed off of each other dialectically, right? Because you know, law and order presupposes that there should be something called you know standing before the law, and that no one can be exempt from it, right? But here herein comes you know a, a particular character like uh, like the Joker who has no rationale, you know, no, no rationale whatsoever behind the the, the use of violence. Right. So uh, it's non-political. Right. And we've seen this before in, 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 in other films uh, dedicated to the you know, right, to the Joker. Right. Uh, like Keith Ledger's uh, rendition of the Joker. Right. Where, again, uh, you know, part part of the fear and the power of the Joker himself is that, he, you know, he is beyond rationality, beyond conceptions of good and evil. Right. He is just, you know, raw violence, you know. 
And I think I think that this is, this is tremendously important to, to sort of ask the question of, you know, why would such raw violence be tantalizing, right? Why would it tantalize, right? Uh, and beyond that, in terms of this uh, uh, movie itself, why is it that it moves from, from something tantalizing, right, and something which legitimates Batman and legitimates, you know, Batman's capacity to move beyond the law, Right, it's because of exception, right? Because now we're dealing with insanity, right? Now we're dealing with you know a, a, a violence unlike capitalist violence, which is what what uh what the city is, which is what Gotham is, right? So Gotham is dehumanization. Gotham is you know the garbage, but there's you know the the the, the, the garbage day after day and the super rats that we see in the in the movie. But there's there's a there's a rationale behind this, right? The rationale is nonetheless you know the 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 growth of the of the leisure of the of the of the wealthy right capitalism is nonetheless regulated right so what is this type of violence which emerges as a reaction to it you know which uh which is you know its enticement is the fact that it's it's non-regulated right its enticement is the fact that it has no no, no rationality behind it so again my question here is um, what are these two characters who is this character the joker you know, the, and who are we that violence, you know, is uh, it, it can even be seen in, in a heroic fashion. Right. So, again, the, the, the thought that I had before is how we've seen the Joker move from that 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 concept of irrational violence, insanity, you know, the will, the ego, you know, the guttural, you know, uh, just life as, you know, violence, life as growth. Right. Life as ecstatic. Right. But we've seen the movement of, 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 of this character from that to something that can be heroic, to something which is the, 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 the very microcosm of his city. Right. We can see how he becomes sort of like the image here of uh, of uh, of a purgatory of a violence, which is, 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 is purgative. Right. Which is ecstatic, which is sort of like necessary. So we have to ask, like, why would someone hail such an archetype, you know, as uh Yeah, this is sort of my, touches on sort of, uh, gets into the my sort of my uh, issues with the movie. I wasn't a fan of the movie. And primarily because I going into the movie, like, you know, as, as a great Batman fan, as a Joker fan, um, I don't really want to, I wasn't necessarily interested in, in seeing or like suddenly feeling sorry for the Joker or understanding like why the Joker is. And the reason I say that is because, in the comics, at least in the in the origin stories of the Joker, from very early on until, and then actually there was another uh, uh, pretty well regarded uh, graphic novel called The Killing Joke um, in the '80s that also really delved into his origin. But in both of them, basically, you know, the the uh, the stimulus for his, I guess, descent into you know, who, who the Joker was, was his, was dropping in a vat of chemicals, right? Um, there was things leading up to that based on the different, on the two different stories, but there was really just something that, you know, something just, he just became uh, who he was and they didn't really delve into t sort of like the minutia of what's going on in his head to the point where, uh, where as, as it was, which, you know, compared to what say this movie where it's going through, I think a certain 
trajectory on the character, which touches into mental illness and so forth like that. But going back to the origin story, my concern about it was this idea, and I, I think this is sort of leads us to discussion about artistic narratives and stories, and these are things we consume. And, you know, how we perceive a lot of the things even in our way of life, in our religion, a lot of that is comes from the media that we consume, uh, the stories that we read, the, the, the films that we watch. And what's clear in uh, an eff- like a, in a film like The Joker is that um, something that we see in a lot of media today is where the villain is is made more sympathetic than the hero, and and to and to my to my uh, from my point of view, uh, sometimes I think this gets to an extreme where I, I recently saw a, a take on this film basically saying that we um, see more of the Joker in ourselves than we do of Batman, and then it was talking about Batman like oh this is a spoiled kid who's like rich and he's part of like the he's part of like the man he's the establishment and his family created the very villains uh the criminals that he's he's fighting um so i mean this and that take to me is sort of like whoa that's like really like okay how far are we going to go as be uh, to embrace the anti-hero or even the like the pure evil villain um what does that what does that tell us about you know the culture that we're cultivating now uh, and that, that I think that was one of my major concerns in, in right. this film. I mean, uh, this is this is a good point, and and the idea, of course, um, you know, uh, is not to um, you know um, not to kind of establish grounding uh, for the character, rather than trying to understand it, uh, because I wanted to discuss this this movie, for instance. On a personal level, you know, and stemming from your uh, comment, Salim, that uh, people are seeing themselves, uh, you know, in the Joker or being sympathetic to the Joker more than uh, the quote unquote hero as as Batman is because of all these things. You know, um, Stad Giovanni did mention that, uh, you know, the, the overarching system uh, is very violent. The, uh, the capitalist system uh, has enshrined so many things that are uh, you know, in, in our point of view, uh, uh, you know, get to the point of being immoral, you know, uh, to, to dealing with family, to dealing with the individual. And and this is how uh, we want to, uh, you know, uh, I, I want to, you know, deal with it. What about me as an individual in this violent uh, system, in this system that puts me at a disadvantage in every step of the way? You know, um, it gets uncomfortable to watch uh, this movie, how society deals with mental uh, health issues, but it's really uncomfortable to watch, uh, you know, this movie from so many different angles of how it deals with, you know, uh, the hospitals, how it deals with uh, with the poor, how it deals with how, how the kids that, that really, you know, in the very first two minutes of the movie, you know, uh, dealt with uh, the, the Joker as, as this man who was before becoming, before turning into the Joker, he was this uh, Arthur Fleck who's working this very poor job as as a as a as a clown and was brutalized and was uh, kicked in the alley in a very sad way. I mean, we all, I mean, those who saw the movie, I was moved by that scene. So there are these key issues of how we, uh, you know, see ourselves as individuals in this society, you know. And, and and how you know for instance one the film is filled with symbolism you know like for instance how every day he's coming back he's climbing these stairs into the alley back to his apartment to take care of his mom 
which also, if you look at this relationship between him and his mom, his mom was able. She was sick, but she's able. But he's he's bathing her. He's giving her, you know, a shower. He's uh, feeding her. There's already this, uh, you know relationship that's not healthy he should take care of her of course but uh there's something about that you know he he himself is not able to deal with certain things around him you know with that of course again i don't mean that he shouldn't take care of her it's just that one one simple you know uh thing uh, that kind of spoke to me the other thing is that every good thing that happened in the movie to the joker or to this character was technically in his imagination, you know. At like throughout the second part of the movie, we 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 or the second half of the movie, we just realized as he's descending down into this, uh, you know, uh, into this uh, you know spiral of 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 of, of turning into the Joker. Uh, everything, all of a sudden, even his love relationship, even his uh, you know uh, his becoming on uh, on stage. To, to tell a joke or to uh, to, uh, to his favorite, uh, you know, uh, talk show host. Uh, all of that was in his imagination. And everything else remains, uh, you know, negative, uh, which is stemming from external elements to him, not, you know, technically him himself. So I want to stop here just to invite you guys to, you know, I guess, um, and, and invite in particular uh, Stad Giovanni to reflect on this, like how we as human beings process the violence and process the injustice around us. Because, uh, you know, another thing I heard as well is the fact that, oh, this is a revolutionary movie. It, you know, it embraces uh, the notion of revolution. No, it does not. It is actually the opposite. It criminalizes it and uh, puts in the mind of the awam or the or the general uh, folk that this is you know uh, this is what you get for you know um for going against the system it's just madness and craziness and people rioting and burning uh this the city etc but uh you know it, it seems that the narrative you know is trying to tell us so many things at the same time they don't want to put their finger on one thing but i want to stem from the character development itself you know, if I can maybe get your feedback, Giovanni, on what you wanna what you wanna say about that. So, so I, I'd like to say instead of a character development, I'd like to sort of talk about like the the, the movie as as a, as a reflection of society, right? As an interpolation, right? Uh, as all all of our stories ultimately are, right? Nothing but but a regurgitation. Right, of distancing ourselves by imagining like something else, right? But we're speaking about here and now, right? Uh, and and so uh, the, the abstraction which, which is used in in, in the novel uh, in, in in the in the film, I would call Manichaean, right? And we all know what what the, what the term Manichaean means. This is a term which Fanon uses in his work Wretched of the Earth, right? So Manichaean here is is uh, means dualistic. Right. So we know that it comes from from, you know, the idea of uh, Mani, you know, uh, who, who preached, you know, a God of uh, a God of light and a God of darkness. Right. So just it's, it's a dualistic worldview. Right. And the West has has pronounced dualistic worldviews for a very long time. You know, uh, just for example, Fanon, you know, and, and, and Marx, you know, the oppressed and the oppressor. Right. If we have Nietzsche, you know, you have the master and the slave or Hegel, the master and the slave, the noble and the weak, you know, the civilized and the savage. 
you know, the, 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 those that are under the, the state of the art and those that are under the, the, the state of nature, the state of war, right? So the, the story is Manichaean. This is the way that it abstracts reality, right? It tells us that reality is dualistic, right? You know, what it really tells us about is, is, uh, is you know, violence, you know, oppression, you know, hunger, garbage. So again, very, very material relations, right? And so we know that the Manichaean worldview that it, that it gives us is one of, of, uh, of the clowns, right? And, and ones of the ones that have made good of themselves, right? So we see that this is sort of like a uh, um, neoliberalism, neo right? It's just basically like old uh, liberal theory, right? Classical liberal theory, right? It's self-interest, you know, that, that, that's really what makes up society, individual self-interest. We compete with each other, and this competition is good. It allows us to thrive. It allows new ideas to be born, so on and so forth. Uh, some of us will win. Uh, others will lose, right? And the, and, the, and the movie is through and through with this, right? And looking at this, uh, you know, as it is in a very despicable fashion, right? When you have, you know, typhoid fever as, as a possibility, I believe that's what they said in terms of the... the you know, the, the, the garbage being piled up for, for 18 days without it being picked up, right? When we have this, then already we have to discern that it's a problem, right? And I, I would say that this form of abstraction is a good form of abstraction. It's an intelligible form of abstraction that we can all see. It's an abstraction nonetheless, which means that it takes aspects of reality away, right? Like I said, it sort of limits it to materiality, material oppression, Right, uh, 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 Marxist in, in in that sense of uh, of talking about you know the you know uh, what we can have, we we can own, and what we can make. Right, uh, Nietzschean in the sense that we see sort of like violence and the love of violence. Right, the love of abuse. Right, of others. Right, so on and so forth. So we we can still look at the city as a symbol of modernity, as a symbol of industrialization, right, as a symbol of post-modernity, we can still look at the city and see this, despite the fact that New York and Baltimore and, and, and Philadelphia are all en route to, to gentrification, we can still see it by looking at the great cities, right, by looking at Karachi, by looking at, you know, uh, Mexico City. In other words, a Manichaean uh, world of those that, that, that are just living in comfort and oblivious to the pain of others and people that are, you know, isolated, you know, all the things that that, 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 uh, that that the film attempted to deal with, right? This is not an individual. This is an individual that is, is, is lost in anime, right? That is sort of uh, atomized and then lost from any connection to anyone, right? The, you know, the, 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 the pinnacle of, 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 of will to power, you know, of, of just having that ecstatic violence overcome, right? His weakness, right? His, 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 uh, his contradiction between life being a tragedy and a comedy happens when he, he finally breaks loose of the connection with his mother, right? So again, like having any connection. So certainly it's about, you know, we can see the city, right? We can see it. The question is, what, what, what is it not showing us, right? So for example, Brother Gaidar said revolutionary, right? It depends what we mean by revolution. Right. If we mean Nietzschean revolution of destruction, you know, or Voltairean revolution of destruction, it might it might be pointing to this idea of that. Right. But it's not a moral revolution. Right. It's more of like a super moral beyond good and evil. Right. We get asked political here means the idea of power. Right. And it might mean the idea of like ethics and power. So we get asked, you know, the, the Joker is asked, are you political? Right. You know, did you do this out of politics? Right. You, you become sort of like the face you know, of, you know, the microcosm of this, you know, ecstatic violence, 
right? Of this, this uh, you know, just violence in the streets, right? Against what? Against whoever is, you know, is, is on our, in our way, right? Uh, here being, you know, the, the, the rich, right? Um, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cut it short for a second because I've uh, extended myself too much and I'm going to see, see if you guys can, uh, can, can come in and, and, and give some thoughts on, on what I said or on, on, uh, on your own thoughts. So it's interesting because, you know, I think, I think my, it's interesting to hear both you, Lloydar, and uh, Giovanni talk about this because my, my concern, as I said earlier on, was, was like, you know, I was looking, I guess, from more of like a, like a bird's eye view perspective. What, is, what, is, what does this story mean or reflect the, the fact that this story exists and the way it's presented? What does this mean about us as a society today and how, and how we respond to these stories? Uh, in, in in terms of that we feel this need that we have to explain uh, or we want to explain uh, all the the the, the minutiae and all the all the reasons why someone like uh, the main character here turns into Joker at the end and and, and both of you talked about you know the the whole sort of the, the scale of it of 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 Gotham of the city of the corruption of of the squalor, all of that's feeding into like uh, feeding into what's making him act in in some ways uh, the way he does. Uh, I look at it more from a perspective of what does this tell us about um, personal responsibility? So my concern, I guess, is that like you know if we if we if we speak too much of a lot of the causes that may push someone to to an edge, or does that does that blunt or does that negate? one's own personal responsibility in the decisions that make. Because certainly he makes these decisions, regardless, uh, the mental illness is a different issue, which I want to talk about later, because I have very, that was one of my other major problems with the portrayal was the, uh, the element of mental illness. But w- where is the, 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 the moral judgment on, on, on a character like this? Because I think the danger is, is that, you know, especially these days, where we, like as I said, we're trying to like, be very sympathetic to villains and sympathetic to anti-heroes. And we want to sort of understand why someone could go and do this or why someone could go and shoot up a, you know, a mall or whatever, this thing that we want to understand it. But um, at what point do you have to also add that, the, you know, all of us have, have moral agency, you know, uh, if we're all, of course, if we're mentally sound, that's a different issue. And we'll get to that later. You know, why do we need to have an origin story for, for everything, why do we have to understand the origin story of someone like the Joker, right? So I'm thinking, okay, in, a, in terms of a Quranic narrative, just to bring it to that level, who's evil? There is an origin story in the Quran, the most evil. It's, it's Iblis, right? We know that, but like, what's the missing thing? We 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 don't we're not sympathetic to Iblis. We know that he's, uh, you know, his his arrogance is what drove him to disobey Allah, Subhanahu wa Taala. But like, there's not this, um, like, we don't ha- certainly have sympathy for someone like him. we don't have sympathy for. Or empathy for someone like Pharaoh. We don't. We don't have an origin story of Pharaoh, but do we need one? So I guess that's my question here. Do we need to be delving to this? Because my concern here is all of these origin stories, uh, they take away God out of the out of the picture. So when you look at something like like the story of Iblis in the Quran, we know that the reason the reason it's evil is because he's disobeying God. That's the ultimate reason. So. Well, when we talk about our narratives in our media and our films and our books, when we take God out of everything, what is that leading us to? What is what kind of culture is that creating? So, so, so uh, again, again, I want to go back to to to, to my original point of uh, abstraction, right? Uh, you know, l- looking at this character, uh, l- looking at the whole, the whole of the uh, of the movie, you know, as an abstraction of the world that looks at it solely in terms of certain features of it. Right, certain features, and, and by that very nature, forgets other features of it. 
right? So, so, uh, so, so certainly the the the, 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 the I keep saying novel, right? The film at no moment in looking at a human who is plagued through alienation, right? Through pauperism that occurs, you know, in 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 a post-industrial America, right? Uh, you know, the economic problems that happen in post-industrial America, right? So uh, th- this individual is, is, is thoroughly plagued by them, right? Um, yet yet when, when we look at, at the character, when we look at the character, I, as I said before, right, there is no moral stance which is being given, right? Even this idea of politics, right? Even this idea, for example, of, of a materialist Marxist politics, right? Or of a social justice which, which leans on, 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 uh, on materiality to define what does justice mean, right? There's none of that. Right. When we are asked, you know, why did you kill them? Is this political? There isn't even the hinting of political, because when we have the hint of political, then we can imagine that we have, even if we're materialists, secularists, naturalists, even if we don't bring God into the equation, some idea of, of morality, of good, of one thing being better than the other. Right. And that, and that is thoroughly absent. Right. So at, at no moment, you know, do we see uh, the, 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 you know, in the microcosm, you know, and the macrocosm, Right. So which is uh, uh, here being, you know, the Joker and, and, and the mass. Right. The mass is, you know, that they are the clowns. Right. And they are nonetheless displaying the same thing that he displays. Right. Just raw violence. Right. Just raw violence, ecstatic violence. Right. Uh, in, 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 in looking at this again, there is no no morality, no, no claims to anything higher beyond animality. Right. No claim to higher virtues. Right. All, all which could have, which could still be there in any narrative of the city. It's dehumanizing process. Right. So, as you said, for example, like God can always be present in any narrative, whether it's a, a narrative of the city, whether it's a narrative of modernity, whether it's a dystopic narrative. We can always have have thought of benevolence, mercy, beauty, kindness, justice, you know, overwhelming us in our everyday to day existence. Well, even suffering, right? even suffering, even suffering. Right. So but here here it relegates it all to 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 just, you know, to, to a materialist conception of the world. Right. And in doing so, again, it, do, it does not take the moral highway. Right. And in not taking the moral highway, I'm as suspicious as you as to what is. OK, I understand. I understand the unveiling of the city. Right. I understand looking at the, the, how the other half lives, as, as you would say. Right. Or revealing the stench of what is already there. Right. But when you can't even move into into a materialist form of justice. Right. But here you are speaking, you know, Supra, supra morally, right? Super, you know, beyond politics, right? Then you have to really question w- 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 what sort of cynicism is in order, right? And I think that it's a do cynicism because again, let's not forget who the hero is, right? Again, I think that the problem was already with having a hero like Iron Man and Superman, right? Uh, you know, then the, the, to, to wonder about, you know, the, the porous nature of good and evil, right? You know, already, you know, we, we have, uh, as I said before, you know, we have the stench of the city, right? And we know that, that, that the origin of the stench of the city is raw power and that this raw power is manifested both in its legal form, right? Meaning it's elites, it's meritocracy and in its criminal form. Right. Meaning those that will gain that meritocracy by any way necessary, even if they didn't inherit it. Right. Uh, so so we already see this and, and, and it can easily, you know, be, be, be uh, you know, sort of condemned. Right. Um, 
But again, again, that's not the job of uh, of really uh, neither the Joker or or Batman, right? Uh, ba- the the job of Batman really is not to 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 go at that, but to go at the criminal elements, right? To bring order back, despite whatever corruption exists, right? Order needs to be brought back, right? And then this other idea of you know chaotic, ecstatic, you know progress, right? Uh, to me, it's just uh, very uh, emblematic of. Uh, of you know Western conceptions of, of designing, redesigning, construction, destruction, you know, uh, you know, b- b- both as uh, as forces in reality. You know, again, what happens when you take God out of the equation, right? Right, and 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 this is like really, uh, you know, I, I think we're kind of saying the same thing on on different elements. You know, like to talk about the movie in light of what you said, uh, Giovanni. I wanted to say that you know. Uh, you know, uh, this is also part of the uh, relativism that that's going on in our world. You know, the the liberal, uh, I, I guess, um, you know, kind of uh, psychology or or approaching uh, things from your own uh, uh, relative uh, point of view on what's just and what's not. And I felt that the movie actually touched that. You know, in its way of deconstruction uh, that you just mentioned, you know, uh, you know, touched it in a very significant matter, uh, matter where we thought that Arthur Fleck, uh, you know, the Joker, uh, uh, you know, uh, really is the brother of Bruce Wayne. If you want to be really suspicious, you could say that it, there might still be a, a chance that he is the brother. Right, exactly, and and the point that I'm trying to to get to is that you know uh, you know Thomas Wayne, the father, uh, who is definitely portrayed in the movie here as you know uh, you know as a problematic character. You know uh, he is almost portrayed as the villain. You know as a different kind of villain. Uh, you know he is the father of Bruce Wayne, and he is thought to be you know. And, and they are not giving us a clear answer. Like, there is no definitive answer. It's inviting you to make whatever conclusion you want in your relative, uh, you know, sense of what's good and what's evil, what's just and what's uh, unjust. And, right. and therefore, it can lead you to the idea like, oh, wait a second. At the end of the day, if it wasn't for all these systemic things and, and how we dealt with Arthur, you know, it could have been that Arthur is Batman, you know? And if it wasn't for all of these things that are transpiring... No one will come at the end of the movie and kill uh, Bruce Wayne's uh, parents, you know. Uh, so, so, so the idea is that there is this deconstruction of good and evil in the way that we uh, are, of course, you know, like both of you mentioned, absent of the concept of God, you know. So that being said is, is also another, you know, kind of um, pointing of the fingers to us and to the way how we – you know, think about, uh, you know, good and evil and how we think about justice. You know, we are living in, you know, a society right now or, or in a global society where many, many, many thousands of people can die, you know, because of an attack or because of uh, something, ha- of course, save the natural, you know, um, uh, you know, disasters. And people will be like, meh. And I guess that, that just to sum it up, you know, and, 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 and this is what I wanted you know what I wanted to also bring back to the idea of this movie that it's inviting us to you know to be the judge and at the same time it's really saying that this is really all you know messed up you know to say the least you know that that there's really no we Absolutely. are just in a sea of confusion we are just in a sea of uh, uncertainty 
you, you know, to, 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 to keep going with what you were saying, you know, in terms of its indictment of our, of our society, you know, there's two, two aspects that fill, you know, uh, Arthur's life outside of work, right? And this is the news, right? In fact, when he says to his mother, you know, his mother says, uh, you know, oh, he's going to be a great mayor. And that's what everyone says. Like, who do you speak to? He's like, the news, right? So it, it's, it's the news giving us tragedy, right? Uh, you know, what does the news talk about? You know, it's, uh, you know, the super, super rats and, you know, the, the typhoid fever and, you know, and, and, and garbage, you know, and then it's comedy, right? And so here, here is, is, is uh, you know, is sort of Arthur and here not to speak of him as an individual at all, right? Because I don't believe that, I, I think that he's interesting as an individual. And even if we're going to attach the whole aspect of, you know, uh, you know, uh, white alienation and, you know, you know, white Americans losing, you know, their psychological wage of whiteness, you know, and, you know, the economic benefits that these would bring forth and, you know, uh, what, you know, what this might mean in terms of white flight and those that lose out and, you know, so on and so forth. Beyond that, beyond looking at that, um, the indictment of, 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 of uh, here's a force that is trying to be able to deal with two aspects that we all know are part and parcel of our society. One is tragedy. As you said, you know, 2,000 people die here, 1,000 people die there. You know, this, this, this uh, wedding is bombed, right? There's a mass shooting here. There's hunger there. You know, farmers committing suicide, you know, here, so on and so forth, right? And at the same time, just entertainment, right? Uh, a culture of spectacle, right? A culture of, 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 of just constant influx, torrential entertainment, you know, from the silly to the slapstick to the sexual to the absurd. And here's a force attempting to deal with both of them, right? And we can actually even notice that, you know, you know in, in the cinema where, where he doesn't know where to laugh, right? Where, where at a certain moment, someone's making fun of another individual, you know, just like humiliating them and he starts laughing, you know, as everyone does. And as soon as he turns the corner, he stops, right? It was just trying to process how does one have this schizophrenic self of, of, of living in a tragedy that at the same time pushes, you know, comedy so much on us, entertainment so much. And even the entertainment that, 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 that you see in the film, it's instrumental. It's instrumental. I'm still trying to attempt to see, you know, whether, whether the, 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 author, you know, the writers are, are, uh, are, are conservatives, you know, or, or, or social conservatives but when you see the, the you know the the, the what, what the comedy is about it's sexualized comedy that oppresses women right it's such it's, it's, on one account it's about how women and men look at, at, at prospects for uh, for women and men differently you know how women look at it look at it like buying a car long-term deal you know but men is like parking you know and everyone's laughing at this and you see that 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 uh, author himself doesn't know when to laugh. You know when is this funny? Because this actually is not funny at all, right? It's actually rude. It's actually violent, right? right. And so when when we have both of these things happening together schizophrenically, you know, I, I think that the force which emerges out of it, you know, is 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 in the light one that begins to blend, you know, both violence and the aesthetic, right? Every time he commits violence, what does he do until he's finally free? He shows us how well he can dance, right? This is very Nietzschean, right? This idea right. of violence and as something aesthetic, right? Right. Uh, you know, but, colonization, imperialism is something aesthetic, you know. Anyway, right. no, I, it's a very good point, and 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 we're we're trying to push the uh, the, the topic of uh, you know uh, uh, psychological disorder or anything uh, until the end, but uh, you know when it comes to 
you know, this particular notion of laughing, the uncontrollable laughing or the uh, syndrome or PSL as, as it's uh, diagnosed, uh, you know, that, you know, in, in and of itself is actually something that intrigued me because, you know, um, you know, I, I would like to uh, say that uh, the Arthur character here had different modes of laughing, you know, uh, the, the laughter where he was like laughing at his colleague or his uh, uh, the other guy, and then he walked through the alley, and then in a just in a split second, just turned uh, like stopped laughing, and he just get, uh, went on his day. That was a fabricated laugh, you know. But then when he the most important laugh, the one that uh, you know he himself said that I have a condition, is only. Uh, there, you know, when he himself wants to cry, when he wants to be angry, when he's scared, you know, when he was bullied at first in the train, or when he was shut down by the mother, you know, um, uh, you know, he was just trying to bring joy, you know, to, uh, to that boy in front of him in the bus. And then the mother just, uh, you know, kind of told him off in a very rude way, you know, and then uh, when when that final interaction happened between him and her, uh, he got mad, you know, and then therefore started laughing uncontrollably at that, you know, kind of painful laugh. And, and, and again, the laugh is painful, you know, like uh, what I'm trying to say here, if you, if the movie brings you inside him, you know, inside the, the character, you know, he is choking, he is, he is, uh, you know, trying to, you know, escape out of it, but he can't, you know, and, and this is what I wanted to say. In the beginning, he said to his mom, I want to bring joy to the people, to the world, why he wants to be a comedian, he, he said, you know. But technically, this, you know, is mocking the entire notion of comedy in, in this, uh, you know, in, in this, uh, you know, society, if I could say. And this is mocking the notion of comedy in our world right now, in our reality. You know, in, in, in let's say, again, in Netflix, there's a famous comedy special, uh, a famous comedian's comedy special every week almost, you know. Uh, we are consuming comedy like never before. But this comedy that we are consuming is not bringing us joy. It's just mechanical. It's just something pacifying a, a darker kind of, uh, a greater pain inside of us, you know. It's just something that you put on, you know, just to quench something that is in your soul but that's that's you know inquenchable you know in in the in the normal sense and again all of this is in the absence of uh, in the absence of spirituality in the absence of god and the connection to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala but this is our uh, you know command for us as muslims living in western world to be able to connect you know these things that surround us you know to point out these uh, you know uh, symbolisms that are happening you know those people are in my mind uh, those people who wrote this and, and and the and the performance of this movie is is a cry uh, is a is a cry for help for instance you know like, at least in, in a way it's inviting all of us to think of it in the way that we uh, that we wanted uh, wanted to think but at the same time it's really kind of saying is there a way out? You know, you know, uh, you know. I, I think you know. We mentioned something about uh, you know uh, the um, another point of uh, and forgive me for going along, but I just want to mention one last point. Uh, in addition to the notion of mocking comedy, there's also mocking uh, you know the system, uh, the healthcare system. You know, like how we look at people with mental disorder or psychological disorder. You know, 
it's almost infuriating to watch how he was dealt with, you know, from the uh, social worker to uh, his previous, uh, you know, how he is, you know, basically dealt with from the society, you know. This is almost making fun of of psychology today, like how how we view uh, psychology, how we look at people who suffer under the banner of uh, mental illness, how, uh, you know, people cast them right away in, in this, you know, maybe they don't think that maybe they, they are thinking that, you know, that this is a mental illness. But at the end of the day, these people are probably not mentally ill. They're, they're just, you know, revolting against this great injustice that's befalling uh, on them. And, and it's not really maybe psychology. It's, 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 I mean, it is psychology, but I'm saying it's not mental illness. It's just somebody who is a free soul who's trying to get out, but, but can't really get out. Yeah. So, I mean, two things on that. Um, the first, I mean, that's a good point about the, uh, the mocking of comedy. Uh, it's not something that I actually appreciated, but it's interesting your point there, Lailar, because, um, but I think that also points to this, this general idea that, uh, as uh, Giovanni said, you know, the, the two, Things being portrayed are the tragedy uh, or entertainment, right? And and one masks the other, right? So like this 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 emphasis on comedy on laughter, it 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 exists to to mask the pain that we that's inside, which is the pain that we don't want to engage with the the reality, engage with engage with with God. Um, we don't we we mask that through these these type of efforts by, and as we know, the Prophet Sallallahu warned us about excessive laughter, whether that's engineered or actually true laughter, there's a reason for that because it, it kills the heart. So I think that's an interesting point. But I, I think, you know, we might as well get into this this point of mental illness. It, it's interesting to hear your perspective They say that it's actually sort of was sympathetic to it. I actually felt that um, it, this these type of narratives do a disservice to to mental illness or awareness, public awareness of mental illness, because um, the the general narrative is that there's a conflation between mental illness and violent behavior, and that's so different from the reality. I mean, the reality of the situation is that people who are mentally ill they're uh, much more likely to be victims of violence than um, any other people. You know, I think this I, this prevailing idea that we have as, in our society, all of these violent acts are attributed to mental illness and mental illness alone. Three to five percent of violent acts of criminal acts are actually attributed to mental illness. So that's the vast majority of people who are doing criminal acts. They don't have mental illness at all. And yet we keep on focusing on mental illness as the way we can explain all these horrific things we see in the world. Right. And, and certainly I'm not denying that some of that is attributed, but that's obvi- that's not the majority now. But when we do talk about mental illness, when we talk about mental illness and say, um, uh, combining with substance abuse or combining with uh, a lot of the social situations that were, were presented in the film, right, of the alienation, which I think we really need to uh, talk about the alienation in, in a moment too. Um, those, yes, that, that plays a role in that increases the, the chances of, of violent behavior. But overall, I felt that such efforts like this can, can paint a picture that I think is a disservice to people who have mental illness because it's not a clear picture uh, of what mental illness actually is. And that was one of my big concerns about um, an effort like that. Uh, well, I, I, I'd sort of like to, to, to remind us so that, that, that um, his violence is not really uh, spurred by, by, by you know, in, in, in any type of you know, mental problem. You know, his violence is, is, is sort of, uh, it just happens to be, you know, what they call happenstance. You know, he, he happens to have been given a gun, you know, that wasn't really part of his decision. Uh, he, you know, he, he's just sort of gullible. So he happens to have a gun and he's getting brutally beat down. 
right? And then, you know, out of, out of this, you know, reaction, you know, I look at it, you know, very Nietzschean, you know, this well, I, I think I, I think I would disagree because I think I think that you know it's very clear. Like you know, he says at the point where he does probably one of those most violent acts in the movie. That he's like, I, I, ta- I, he stops taking his medications, right? Right, right, and this, right. And this, I should say that yes, it's very, it's very clear that that people who the, all the viol- most of the violent acts, almost I think almost all the violent acts attributed to people with mental illness are people who are either um have stopped taking medication or untreated, or they're um uh, they're also um uh, dealing with substance abuse. So that is definitely a major thing from a public health perspective perspective. But I, I fear that a lot of people would still come up, come out of the movie thinking that it's still primarily mental illness. Right. I mean, I mean, they, they did that, right? They, that's, that's what the story revolves around, right? So now they have to deal with that. Uh, let's go into this um, sort of second, like this connected topic, which I think is a big topic. And that's the thing you mentioned earlier about um, alienation, right? This lack of social connectedness. Uh, and this is contributing to a lot of the malaise that we see in society um, and, you know, to the level that, yes, perhaps it's leading to some people going down a very, very dark road. It'd be interesting to hear some of your thoughts on that. Right. Well, well I, I think that, uh, that, that uh, the, 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 the film tends to be quite clear in terms of, uh, I'm not going to say condemnation, but it's depiction of the sexual revolution and, and some of its effects, you know, the, in terms of social scattering. Right. So so again, you know, uh, we have that Arthur is the, the, the child. Uh, we don't know who he's the child of. Right. It's, it, it's sort of ambiguous. Right. Is he adopted? He, you know, he's probably adopted. Uh, we don't know who he belonged to before. Even while being adopted, his mother, you know, uh, is, is with uh, is with, you know, different men, you know, some of who are violent with him and so on and so forth. Right. That there's also the idea that uh, if we listen to her and we believe her, Right, that she has been duped, you know, by a wealthy man, you know. So, so already we have this this, uh, this idea of being born out of wedlock, right? Not knowing who the father is, right? Uh, and and the only connections then that we begin to make, you know, and again, of course, this would have to be with a from community to community, right? Or well, certain communities haven't yet felt this, you know, in the United States, and others have certainly have, right? Being born, you know, uh, uh, out of wedlock, or you know, having the, the divorced. Uh, a family with a few siblings, you know, or never really getting married or, you know, uh, getting married but not having children, right? Uh, the, you know, the connection which he then makes other than his mother, which is just a natural connection, right? It's that last lifeline that we have. And as uh, Brother Gaidar told us, it's depicted as being, you know, sort of, a, you know, the, even that connection is, 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 uh, is, uh, is tyrannical, right? Even that connection, we, we need to be suspicious of, right? So there is absolute alienation, right? Where even that connection is, is, is broken. But the only connection other than his mother that he ends up having with, and, you know, even though this is in the 70s, you know, it still hits us lovely today, is, is TV, is TV land, right? You know, again, tragedy and comedy. And whenever he's not watching that, you know, the tragedy called the news, you know, it's the Tonight Show that where, where he directly wishes to make a link between you know, the, in the celebrity in himself, you know, if, you know, he, he right. had that dream, that dream of fatherhood, right. Of sonhood, right. That dream of connectivity. Right. And I think that, 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 uh, this is a wonderful symbol that, that hits us all home to some degree or other, right. To some degree or other, some of us have managed to, to retain, you know, social hierarchies and, you know, and, and, and communal, you know, natural, you know, communal, uh, webs, 
you know, but even these are dissipating. Even these, you know, due to, to, to you know, light capitalism where we're moving around are, are disintegrating. And it's only a matter of time, be, be, you know, before, you know, the, you know, the, even the communities like the South Asians that had retained, you know, all of these multiple names and relationships, you know, uh, which gave, you know, particular meaning to an individual, you know, which allowed you to be an uncle, you know, of, uh, you know, from this side of the family or that side of the family, you know, mild patriarch, you know, which allowed you to, to sort of be grounded, you know, and, and, and be valued, you know, for, for your for your true value, right? You're being Gaida, right? You're being Giovanni, right? The specific value of you, right? Uh, we, we see that 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 uh, this this too is 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 ephemeral. This too is dissipating. We we can see it, right? And so I think that this concept of alienation, even though they're picking possibly the most alienated character that you can imagine, right? Uh, white flight. You know the, the neighborhood is black now. You know, uh, you know, you, you know, single parent household, right? They're picking sort of like the, the the epitome of alienation, right? The concretization, the archetype. But we all feel it. You know, we all feel it. You know, uh, again, you know, what what do our social circles look like now, and how virtual are they? Again, you know, I'm not able to look into both of your eyes, which is you know sort of central and necessary, right? You know, the only way of me being able to connect with you, brothers, which is a good thing, right, is is through an interface. You know, I'm I'm here in my in a room alone by myself talking. You know, it's sort of odd, right? So I think I think that 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 uh again, just speaking, being able to talk about uh, alienation, right, individualization, right, and the way that it works at various levels, and the way that how it's portrayed to us is at at the lowest level. Right at the lowest level, and we we are aware of people in our lives that are at that stage without psychosis. We don't need to bring psychosis into this, right? Mm -hmm. But at that stage of loneliness, you know, that stage of you know playing, you know, twenty eight, you know, twelve hours a day video games, right? So, or or we get sucked into social media, right? But we you know, but we pay little attention to our children when they speak. You know, our children know us more by the glare. You know. That they see than, than than by directly looking into our eyes, you know. So I think that 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 form of abstracting, you know, looking at that at modernity as you know you know just individuals and our interface is entertainment, you know. And then when we sort of collide with each other, it's on the road, on the bus, you know, anonymous, one to the other, able to like yell at each other or through the internet, you know, able to say what we wouldn't say face to face, you know. You know, alienation is is central. You know, for the analysis, and then as you brothers had said, there's everything that's missing from the from from the film. You know, I, I was complaining. This is a this level of abstraction, as such, forgotten all the higher levels of virtue, all the dimensions of spirituality and virtue. Right? Well, it's missing because it's missing in the society, but it needs to be supp supp supplemented. Right? If uh, if the society, if the film is calling for friendship, is calling for saying hello to an individual and speaking to them for five minutes, for listening, for giving, you know, just in our everydayness, you know, not alone thinking about the political, right? Then then uh, you know, if that's what's missing from the film, then that's what you know, it, the the abstraction remains interesting, necessary, instrumental. But then there's what do we do, right? If alienation is a problem. Right. Then what do we do? Right. Yeah. So I think this is I think this is sort of interesting point to sort of talk more about because, um, you know, to bring, uh, I think, our our Islamic ethos into this, because so certainly 
this, there's a problem with alienation. There's a problem with isolation of di- at different levels, right? Um, and as you mentioned, uh, I think the first level is that the 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 erosion of the family, right? That's one level of this sort of crisis of that's of isolation, alienation among, uh, amongst many. Uh, but I think the other interesting thing, and and you also mentioned it, was you know just these the social interactions with. Um, uh, with others, you know, outside of our family. And I think putting the mental illness aside, you know, research has shown, I mean, um, having these social connections with people, having friends, right, interacting with people, um, this uh, improves your physical well-being, uh, your health improves the longevity, uh, quality of life, right, your mental well-being. And there's even indications that kids or, uh, you know, still developing minds and young young people, they um exhibit uh, are exhibiting al- or stages of alienation and they're not engaged with and they're not um, they don't have these friendships they don't have these um, peer connections this can set them on a road that worsens already pre-existing mental illness or a uh, precipitator of uh, mental illness sometimes we forget that just the physical and mental benefits of having social interactions having friendships but then along with that you know I think all of this also going back to the family is that that it's not just an issue of maybe that they don't have a, a they they didn't grow up in a um, parents in the, or, or a stable household, and it's not just that they didn't ha- they don't have friends, but then um, uh, as a result also we put much more strain as a result on romantic relationships, right? So if you don't have any friends, right? And you don't have any uh, other people to connect with. You're going to put more of that more on your relationship. So it's interesting how there's an interplay with the lack of social interaction with others. Actually, that puts more pressure on uh, on a marriage, for example. And this is something that I think that we expect everything out of, uh, say, our spousal relationship, right? But um, not having those other connections with people where you can that that that's also a valve for your you know interactions as a valve for, you know, uh, talking and getting advice and so forth. That That is important because it, it, it keeps the marriage from having to take the whole weight of everything that you may need. The, it's interesting to discuss this because I think if we look at our tradition, right, it's very common to hear uh, in the time of the Prophet Sallallahu in, in some of the hadith about loving a friend or loving, you know, your companion, right? You know, they asked the prophet, like, who, who is most beloved to you? You know, he said, Aisha. Then he said, and then who after that? And amongst men, he said, her father, right? It's that emotional feeling. I mean, that, that the, the people under the shade, the seven under the shade, one of those people under the shade uh, 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 is the, the two who have come together and, uh, you know, they love each other for the sake of Allah, right? It's talking about a regular social phenomenon. We all get together. We all meet each other, right? So that is, it's showing that the, the prerequisite for like a healthy life is just to have that social bond, but to make it to the next level where you have the shade on the day where there's no shade is that it's is bringing God into equation. So coming back to what we said in the beginning, where there's this uh, importance of the of having the social bonds, but under the also remembering that God is in the equation of all of this. You know, we, we're trying to bring God back into the equation, but you're also trying to bring this social interaction, which is being eroded um, for many reasons. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, it's it's very intriguing, actually, uh, because, uh, you know, uh, speaking of the parents, uh, you know, and, and, and again, using the uh, the Joker as, uh, you know, a catalyst to, to uh, uh, all these different, uh, you know, uh, um, Paths that we're that we're uh, seeking in, in terms of this uh, conversation, which I hope, inshallah, is something that uh, can be of benefit, uh, is the, is the idea of uh, you know um, 
dealing socially with with each other, having that kind of net or safety net of uh, interaction so that certain flares of our characters that uh, may have, uh, you know, that may, let's say, uh, you know, become a tumor somehow in our uh, personality, uh, if I can use that uh, metaphor, can be dissipated with the constant, you know, uh, social interaction, uh, at least with our immediate, uh, you know, uh, circle. I mean, uh, one thing about, uh, you know, the Joker or Arthur uh, in, in the movie is that he, uh, towards the end of the movie, he killed his mother, you know, uh, because of this, I mean, uh, because of many things, but one of them is this alienation, you know, he killed his mother uh, and because of how he felt betrayed by her, you know, and he ended up killing his metaphorical father, you know, um, uh, Murray Franklin, basically uh, the character by Robert De Niro was it was not just a show host. Uh, he was technically his father that was missing from his life. He was watching his show all of his life. He basically sitting on the couch next to his mom and watching that. And at the end of the day, he killed that metaphorical father, you know, uh, who was his idol to him, not just, in, uh, you know, in terms of becoming a comedian or, uh, uh, you know, uh, a showman or anything of that nature. But uh, but also in, in other things like in terms of his revolt, uh, if I, and if I can use that word without the other meanings that uh, you talked about, uh, Sir Giovanni, and and the same thing in that connection of the uh, of the father and mother who are metaphorical. If we were to assume that his mother was technically not his real mother, uh, you know, uh, the other factor is that this led to the killing of his real father. If he were to be you know, his father, you know, uh, Thomas Wayne, you know, uh, basically he killed, uh, he inspired such, uh, you know, uh, crazy violence, like irrational uh, violence that really at the end of the day killed the man who he aspired to belong to. He went to his uh, palace and he wanted to meet, meet him and regardless of, of, of the other interactions that went later on, but uh, that took place later on, this also led to that, you know, uh, to that deconstruction, so to speak, you know, of the metaphorical and the real. But then if you kind of snap out of the whole, uh, you know, uh, scene of the uh, of the movie and you get back to our tradition, so again, to think from our own framework, from our own epistemology, so to speak, you know, uh, we are ordained to connect with our parents, you know, we are, or we are like, you know, even though that it's sometimes maybe one of the most painful experiences, you know, and I say this, of course, you know, with the notion that, you know, people will understand or with the caveat that people understand I'm talking about, sometimes our relationship with our, you know, biological parents can be really difficult because of so many different things. Yet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made it mandatory, you know, that we connect to our parents so that we can grow, you know, so that we can become better, you know, and 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 even to the extreme, you know, with the hadith of the Prophet where the mother was not a believer, yet he وسلم, told the companion that he needs to connect with her, you know, and he needs to, you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, kind of be with her, you know, in a way that son should be to his mom. And, and therefore we grow in our relationship with, with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And therefore we become healthy, 
you know, even though that we are dealing with an unhealthy, uh, potentially uh, thinking, you know, cynically or thinking, you know, I mean, what is my mother, for instance, like if, if we have an unhealthy relationship, what is my father or my mother, uh, you know, uh, doing to me, but, but giving me, let's say, headache. But it's not really that, you know, it's, it's really the opposite. You are dealing with Allah. You are dealing with, you know, somebody who is putting you through the motions of this life. And therefore, that will take care of, you know, alienation, you know, dealing with the people, you know, like people say the same thing. I'm not just talking about parents here, you know, dealing with people is always difficult, you know, like people have different personalities and now, uh, you know, uh, almost people lost uh, because of this modern way of life. We lost a lot. Collectively, we lost a lot of our interpersonal skills and we become rough around the edges. And now we're going to deal with, with each other so that we can snap ourselves out of that alienation for the sake of our own, uh, you know, also offsprings, we also get faced with this crazy, uncomfortable, uh, you know, zone that, that we that we try to even with our own relatives. So all of that, you know, I think that the movie has, it just makes us think more about ourselves, you know, it just makes us think more, even though that we do not, alhamdulillah, relate to that kind of, uh, you know, uh, you know, crystallization of a character. But, uh, you know, at least from my point of view, I'm, I'm thinking, hmm, you know, how do I snap out of my alienation? Because everybody has a certain level of alienation, no matter what you say about yourself. You have a certain level of not engaging because of X, Y, Z. But why, you know, like, is it really more of the salama? And when does it become more of the salama? You know, when, 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 it, when does it become more safe for you? When do we get out of this into the zone of where the Prophet ﷺ told us, you know, stick in, stick to your house when it's too crazy, you know, and I'm, I'm not saying uh, this was the hadith, you know, the ma'na of the hadith, the, the, the spirit of the hadith, when it gets too crazy, stick to your house, you know, your house is better for you. So where do we go in between the two in terms of our social interaction? You know, again, about like this, this impetus in our tradition about um, having relationship with peers and um, like, I was just, for example, like going to the masjid, right? It's, it's recommended for men to go to the uh, pray jama'ah, right? In, in the masjid. A very simple benefit is that you, you actually are around people. You see people, especially for men, to just see people, salam to them, right? And then you think about, okay, well, there's always a social anxiety that if we have, you know, that, like, in, especially initiating, like, you know, say, a, a, a conversation with somebody, maybe you don't know, right? Uh, look what the Prophet saw him. He said, like, you know, what's the be- give salam to the one you know and the one you don't know, right? Yeah. It's trying to break that. Or say, for example, when you say salam, right, that when the person initiates salam, um, it's not obligatory for the person to initiate, Right. But it's obligatory to respond, right? Because the person who's initiating is sort of taking that leap to say, hey, I'm trying to engage with you socially. I'm trying to make this connection with you. And so for the other person, then it's obligatory. You have to respond. You have to take that effort, that overture that this person is making and build those bonds that society. If without that, then, you know, this, the, you know, the society is just going to, to break down. Right. I mean, I, th- I think that, uh, you know, just lo- looking at the, the, the film and the world that it's looking at, um, we, we just have two different conceptions of, of both uh, freedom as well as rights. You know, just two alternative conceptions, you know, where one uh, ultimately means the freedom to do, the freedom to will, to act, 
you know, to, to uh, unimpeded by, by external circumstances, right? And, uh, and, and then the other one, you know, uh, the, 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 the freedom there is, is the freedom really to, to become, to transform oneself, right? To beautify oneself, right? Uh, and when it comes to, to, uh, to, to then our treatment of others, you know, the, the, you know, the rights that come with, with this notion, each notion of freedom, you know, in, in one, on one side, you have this idea of rights, you know, the right to be independent, the right to not be bothered, right? The right, right to not be impeded by someone else, right? Uh, and so it's what you would call a negative right, you know, the right to become rich if you can do so, right? The right to wear these shoes if you can afford them, right? Uh, as we're in our tradition, you know, where ultimately it's a, you know, the, the, the freedom is the freedom to become virtuous, you know, through submission, Right. Rights are intimately linked with with uh, <clears throat> with responsibility. Right. Uh, the, the, the word haq there, you know, pointing ultimately to both because you cannot have one without the other. Right. And so we hear within our tradition about, you know, the rights, the separate rights of the neighbor, you know, the family and the Muslim, you know, and how these can be compiled rights. Right. Uh, we have the hadith where we hear, you know, that the Prophet wasallam enumerated so many of the rights of the neighbor that, you know, the, the Sahaba were afraid that the neighbor was going to to, uh, to, to to end up, you know, inheriting. Right. You know, the right to be smiled at. You know, that this 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 is in fact a right and a responsibility which can only go with a particular view of freedom and a particular view of rights. And this is what is completely missing, you know, from from the world of the Joker. Right? right. The world of the Joker. It's completely missing. Right. right? The, the, the freedom there is the freedom as as uh, as uh, Wayne, as Mr. Wayne says, you know, the freedom to not be a clown. And I did it, and you guys haven't. You know, that ultimately is freedom. You know, and, and freedom is, 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 you know, is the freedom to, to catch up to the, to, to, to the boys, you know, and get your sign back, you know, that, 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 that is freedom, right? And then surely we can agree with the, with, with, you know, with, with the character of, uh, of the Joker that when you, when you realize how vacuous that freedom can be for some, right, that negative freedom, the freedom to become rich or the freedom to be unobstructed or the freedom to buy or the freedom to do, how vacuous it can be. Right. When when, you know, your your boss and this is again from the movie is directly lying to you, telling you, I have you. I, I, I like you, you know, and I have you in, 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 you know, in your favor in mind, you know, but but it's stealing from you, you know. So so uh, again, I think that's where I'll leave it with that. Yeah, I guess you're saying that, uh, you know, the freedom for us to, you know, uh, I mean, of course, the, uh, I understand the freedom part, but then the, the rights this is what makes you know the rights that were you know communicated to us by our tradition you know uh, of, of basically connecting with our neighbor with our society with you know this is what makes the system right this is what makes the society this is what makes us uh, you know uh, or this is what brings us uh, brings us to the collective responsibility versus the individual responsibility Absolutely. towards good and evil, you know, because we always talk about that, you know, oh, what's our individual responsibility towards good and evil? I mean, people talk about good and evil now because of, let's say, this movie or any other movie that talks about this dichotomy. But this connection, you know, that a lot of people actually dismiss, oh, yeah, being good to your neighbor or being good to your uh, parents, your, your uh, you know, siblings, et cetera, et cetera. All of that, you know, is really the nooks and crannies of the societal work so that we can come to this collective responsibility. And, and, right. and, and, and I, I guess this is my 
own translation of what you're saying, said Giovanni, right? I mean, it's it's it can be right or can be wrong, but I mean, I don't know when people say what's our collective responsibility. Uh, you know, I don't know what our collective responsibility can be. Uh, you know, in the immediate sense of this discussion. Right. I mean, I mean, again, I think that there's uh, the, this is the beauty. The the, the the beautiful thing is is uh, in Islam and in many other traditions is 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 a uh, is a diverse hierarchy. When you say collective. Uh, the, the, the modern world tends to think of individuals and states, right? So collectivities as states, right? Or other collectivities like gender, like this is the whole you. This is the half of the of the, of the human population. Now you've turned it into an essential collectivity, right? Uh, as a single thing, gender and what's you know what's good for women, right? Uh, but here we're talking multiple collectivities. Right. The, the, the family, as you said, the neighbor, as you said, you know, the Muslim neighbor, the Christian neighbor, you know, uh, all of these all of these collectivities, you know, which we're engaging in, you know, through, throughout the day. You know, there's multiple things to do within each of them. You know, how do you treat your children? You know, how do you treat, again, your neighbor? Right. How are you, you know, getting involved in, you know, the, 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 the you know, the, the local social work of your neighborhood? Right. Or the local political work of your neighborhood. Right. So, again, you know, when, when you ask, you know, what are the sites of, of transformation, of practice, of practicing Sunnah? There are so many. There are so many, and I think that this is really good in terms of uh, varied sensibilities, right? So we do have, you know, our, our, our grassroots activists, and this is what they are, right? And then we do have, you know, our activists in the homes, you know, establishing schools and establishing, you know, uh, uh, um, homeschool collectives, right? So I think the sites of transformation are many. Right, and this is, I think, one thing which was absent in the in in in, in the in in the dark, you know, in the dark vision of of of, uh, of Joker, right? That we don't see any of these sites, right? Every time that there's a, a site for a human connection, you know, an interaction, you know, a, a deed, you know, it, it's it always it always is one of domination, right? It always is one of abuse and and one of suspicion, right? One of suspicion. You know, uh, and I think that certainly, since we are living, breathing creatures, there is nothing but 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 hopes and moments, you know, for turning this around, right? As one of my my teachers told me, uh, you know, every instant, every position, every moment that you are in, is the closest possible uh, position you could have had to the divine presence, right? So even even when we are lost, you know, in sin. Here is the understanding of, of, of realizing, you know, our poverty, you know, our inability, you know, and that, you know, by ourselves we cannot, right? So in, in any place is a site for transformation and for practice of the sunnah at various levels. What about, um, certainly there's um, these economic stressors at play. I mean, that's obviously shown in a story like this, um, that this, uh, this class strife, right? It's almost to the point where it's very clearly anti-rich. Just having wealth is is wrong, uh, which I, I think there's some problems with that. Uh, what are your reflections on that? Um, <laughs> you know, uh, I, I think that that um, that if we look at if we look at um, if we again look at the world in, in in a Manichaean fashion, right, in a dualist fashion, right, strictly in terms of you know what, what's labeled the one percent. And, you know, and, and the rest of us, you know, or the 1% and then the lowest, you know, the pauperization of the world 
then certainly it's difficult to to, to have any any appreciation for uh, deregulation, right? For capitalist deregulation, you know, in, in all its manifestations, right? Deregulation of, uh, of water, deregulation of land, uh, deregulation of education, uh, you know, just privatization in all spheres, right? And looking to, to, to make profit in all spheres. And what this does to, to, to the individuals who, for the most part, you know, are, are, are losing, you know, their, their connection to, to, uh, to, to their commons, you know, to their land, their commons land, their traditional commons, and, and are being, you know, sort of enclosed and kicked out into the cities, right? So what's been going on with capitalism for the last couple hundreds of years? So in other words, I think that, you know, this, this uh, it, it's pretty accurate, you know, that, that the billionaires of the world are, you know, are, are certainly problematic, you know, that the corporation, you know, is, is, is a problematic institution, right? You know, that sovereignty is, is uh, you know, and, and, and not having limitations or regulations, you know, is, is part and parcel of, of, you know, our economic system, you know, and that it's problematic. Then again, you, you know, the human individual, right, reality is such that you can have someone like Joe Chobani who gives $750 million, you know, to Syrian refugees, you know. So again, theory would have me say, you know, like, yes, this, this Marxist view, you know, or this classist view, you know, it's, it's instrumental, it's good, you know, but, you know, to what degree can we take it, you know, do, must we make it determinist of every individual so that they're morally absolved, you know, on the, on the oppressed side, right? That would be a violation of all our understandings of, you know, free will of the individual, of law, of jurisprudence, right? Uh, and then in the like, can we then condemn, you know, the, 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 all, all the rich, obviously that's that also lends itself to to an extremism and it's problematic right but then to realize you know that 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 uh you know much of the poverty is structural right is systematic right and it's, it's something which occurs transgenerationally right so through through certain you know mechanisms that have been you know put in place to make the wealthier more wealthy and the poor you know disenfranchised you know this is something which you know we can't we can't overlook Right. The question rather is, what are we going to do? Right. And what 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 are many people going to do, including the, the you know, the CEO of Chobani, which is to give money, which is beyond my understanding. Right. So that's what he can do. Right. So what, what, what is someone else going to do like myself, which, you know, has a fundamental problem with capitalism. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think that Other was things. my I mean, that, that, I think that like I think sometimes these type of representations, I mean, they paint this broad brush of of wealth and and certainly it's not it, that's not I don't believe my my conception of uh, of an Islamic worldview is not that you know because there are the Prophet and has spoken of you know the, of the grateful uh, you know person of wealth you know that's something that's to be to be rewarded it's it's obviously how you use the wealth and how you use your influence how you use things and maybe that means changing this the the, the structure maybe that means changing um, social economic institutions you know. Um, so I, I think that was sort of like my my concern. I think with a lot of the sort of these sweeping generalizations, I think sometimes are shown in some of these uh, uh, these like you know artistic representations. I just basically want Batman not to be a bad guy. Okay, I'm really upset that the people are considering Batman like oh he's a rich spoiled guy who like you know he's just he created the criminals that he's fighting and is because he's lived in a life of privilege. I that that to me, I just can't get over it. So, uh, but no, really, I mean, in all seriousness, no seriousness though. I mean, I mean, I mean, but it's, but it's actually there. I mean, you remember, you remember in, in one of the movies, you know, the question was, you know, 
can I, as Batman, with the technology and wealth that I have, you know, just basically like erase the divide of public and private and just, you know, peer into your life at all moments and at all times for the greater good of social capitalist order. And and in the end, he's like, all right, I'm going to have to do that, you know, you know, because Batman has to do certain things, you know, which are beyond law. Right. You know, what what Schmidt, the, the, the political theorist Schmidt called, you know, the, the sovereign's state of exception. Right. The sovereign, in order to maintain order, can break all order. Right. Can go beyond the law. And then we, we already know that that, that that is Batman. You know, Batman is, you know, a billionaire playboy. You know, vigilante. Well, in fairness, he only did it once to stop the Joker. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> right. But no, I think I think I, mean, point, I, just... I think I think no, I think you I, you make a point. Obviously, I mean, certainly that um, you know, if you're looking at someone like Batman, he's not really. Um, there's so only so much that he can ch- he can't change the system. He's just trying to like put band aids on what the system is producing and the sort of criminal element that's that society is producing. Right. I mean. Right. Right. And to me, I think, I think part of the sarcasm, and I find it sarcasm, right? I find it like Nietzschean sarcasm, is that is that this this um, this law and order, right? This law and order, which which is 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 uh, is indistinguishable from greed. Again, he's a billionaire, and he's the top. He, he's he's beyond law and order, right? Uh, you know, it's what it begets is is a. Uh, is is uh you know is is a character like like uh like um like like the Joker you know which is just again insane violence right irrational violence you know an ecstatic rational violence you know the meeting between aesthetics and violence and how I think that within this form of abstraction that does not have spirit does not have God does not have mercy does not have truth does not have justice does not have the names of Allah as the grounding of reality right as the roots of reality right just has basically a material order life and death right killing and living and eating and defecating right that that ultimately this is the type of hero that you can aspire to right and this is the type of villain that you can aspire to right ones which which are 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 thoroughly ambiguous you know are they heroes do we like them do we not like them you know do we hate them you know they 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 thrill you know but they, they but they don't they're not settling you know they're then you know they gotham is not a nice place right gotham is dystopic right gotham is not you know modernity has not brought for the for this creator of of this vision you know, like the, the promises that it said it was going to create. But its answer is, is just, is the same, right? Raw violence and order. And raw violence and order, you know, the, the, the dualism of them is, is what, you know, is what modernity, empire, slavery, colonization, what it was built out of, right? You know, raw, raw power, raw violence, right? And order, you know, and it's, and it's, it's intercession, it's dialectic between both of them, you know? I guess uh, uh, in in terms of trying to wrap this up, uh, you know, and uh, uh, because uh, it seems that we can, uh, you know, delve into uh, different dimensions, uh, you know, uh, of this. But just to wrap it up, I guess, uh, Giovanni, when it comes to, uh, you know, this, I, I guess, flare of, of, of uh, senseless violence against this, uh, you know, system that we have. It looks like Joker is uh, trying to, uh, you know, does it look like he is trying to 
go against this deterministic uh, philosophy? And uh, if if so, you know, uh, when I view it as a Muslim living in in Gotham, you know, if I if I were to uh, think about it that way, how am I going to say, well, it's neither nor? You know, there's something that is called free will. Uh, there is something that is called accountability uh, before God. Uh, as to counter the deterministic uh, philosophy that's out there, to, to counter the, uh, you know, the uh, the senseless dichotomy or the dualism, uh, you know, that that you that you just talked about. And just if I can, so just to clarify, like, you're talking about deterministic. You're talking about like social determinism that like you know they say like something right. like the joker because of the social situation he was in right that just drove him that was the only thing that drove him to become uh that that drove his behavior right well and right? that's versus, and that's a philosophy versus, versus yeah. a free will versus right? a free will so so i you know again like if I, I would assert myself into this i mean because because technically a lot of folks out there are saying well gotham is america now you know not just new york city for instance as some people would like to to say you know it's everything that we're living in, you know. Uh, some people would like to say that uh, Joker is uh, somebody else who is actually living in the White House right now and who's trying to, you know. Right, right, uh, right. Yeah. So, so all of that, you know, uh, to, to kind of reflect on the reality that we are living in, I, as a Muslim of Gotham, you know, as a Muslim who is living in Gotham, how do I, you know, reflect here? How do I say, well, well, guess what? Uh, you know, I'm going to be that that guy who is going to be different and who's going to say something different but what is i guess it's an open kind of uh final uh you know uh request of uh of your thoughts or reflections of that yeah I, I think that determinism is is always a a difficult question you know free will and determinism is always a you know something very difficult to to, to think about um, and I think that our tradition has, has, you know, has, you know, moved, you know, b between the two extremes, you know, of, of, of both imagining the human to be, you know, to be free to create actions and, you know, absolutely determined, you know, by, by the will of Allah to the degree that one can excuse the individual for their actions, right? As saying that, that they are nothing but, you know, the, the ripples of the acts of Allah, right? Uh, but I think I think that what, what I would say is that it's in in everything that that this abstraction does any abstraction looks at a world which is breathing which is changing right which is a new creation at every instance right which is teeming with life and and it, it, it takes aspects of it away in order to, to to bring to the forefront other aspects right so what the novel what the film does is that it, it brings again the the material aspects uh, you know the material aspects, right? The, part, a large aspect of modernity is is very much this, right? Being able to explain society and all the levels of human psychology by way of its materiality, right? Without having to have recourse to speaking about spirit, soul, truth, knowledge, right? Simply by by by, by talking about you know conglomerations, you know bundles of emotions, right? of, uh, you know, uh, anger and, 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 and lust, right, by, by, by speaking about the lowest aspects of the human, right, lust to eat, you know, uh, you know, anger to be safe, you know, so on and so forth, right? So w w every, everything that is missing from the film is in fact what needs to be inserted back in the film, right? Because life is not like that, 
right? Life is not like that, right? So for, to, to, to give an example, when people think of the hood, right? When people think of the hood and they imagine, you know, the hood in New York City or wherever it be, right? Baltimore. And they're thinking about, you know, 12 dudes on the corner, you know, drinking 40s, you know, and, and selling rock, right? This is not what the hood is. This is an abstraction, right? What you are forgetting are the children, the grandmothers, the mothers, the fathers, right? The train that is full of, of, of men going to work like with sleeping babies, right? And this is what the, 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 the breathing, you know, the, the, the nurturing aspects of reality, right? Uh, are, are, you know, the, the merciful aspects of reality, which we, you know, uh, which we see every day, right? The, the wise aspects of reality, which we're privy to every single day, right? In our interactions with our mothers, despite who it is that, you know, how disconnected they might be with us, you know, or, or in our interactions just, you know, with, with a, you know, a tree or with a bird, you know? And all of this is missing, is terribly missing, right? So again, I think that one of the aspects of modernity of the West has been to take the fullness of the names of Allah and only imagine some of them as, as dignified of, of, uh, of freedom, of, of reality, of truth. And these are, for example, the dynamic, violent aspects, the just, you know, the aspects of justice and wrath, you know, and, 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 and conquering and power, right? But all the other aspects of, of, of the names of Allah, which are manifest in our reality, in our individuality, in our, our society, Right. And which are ever present, you know, ever present. You know, we, we, we know friendship, you know, uh, in our every day, you know, in our everyday interactions, we see smiles, we see kindness. Right. As well as we see, you know, it's opposite. Right. But these these need to be brought to, to, to sort of the forefront of that that uh, that tale of, of, of Gotham. Right. Uh, and beyond this, all those that we can't explain. Right. Such as selflessness. Right. All those higher virtues that exist, you know, amongst those that are beloved by Allah. Right. Amongst those that, that are his, you know, his his his, uh, his those that are drawn near, you know, to his presence. Right. And this is absent from from Gotham and needs to be sort of brought back. You know, the, just understanding one that it's already there, that it's already there. Right. That the a vision which ultimately looks at the human being solely as a material relationships Right. And then physical relationships. Right. You know, as you know, floating atoms, you know, uh, uh, with a uh, with self-interest is, is highly problematic and will get you nothing more than Batman as a hero. Right. It will not get you a complete human being, you know, Take and that said, <laughs> I mean, you know, and then Batman will, will seem to be insufficient because they're always bringing back to a cesspool of, you know, as order, right? This is where, again, as, you know, as, as Brother Gaidar sort of pointed out, you know, where you can have your, your ecstatic violence being, you know, the, the Fuhrer, right? Being the, the, the you know, the, the, the leader, you know, the leader, you know, the, 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 again, the Fuhrer, right? Just to leave it plain and simple, right? The authoritarian you know, the ecstatic violent, you know, the titanic human here to, to, to move us away from, you know, and in the direction of, right? And, and, and that, that is what, you know, what, what, when, once you have a cesspool as order, you know, what, what the, 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 the violent, you know, anti-hero might look like, right? Right. Um, and I thank you for that. Um, you know, one thing uh, I guess I wanted to uh, connect to it uh, is the issue of mental illness. Uh, I wanted to, you know, kind of maybe embed it into your last words as well, right? Like in thinking of mental illness as well as a, as a byproduct of this, uh, you know, worldview 
is also you know problematic in and of itself you know although we are not specialists here and we leave the issue of mental illness to its uh, you know um, specialty folk but you know in general is that also what you want to you know kind of comment on in terms of the 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 issue or the not the issue maybe the the prospect of mental illness in 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 general yeah. in terms of our taking again again as you said as you said it's it's necessary to leave that to to the specialists but but we do understand that that uh you know the question of of uh, uh, anomie right or or just you know loneliness right it, it is a central question it is a central question to modernity whether it leads to mental illness or what you know at what moment you know loneliness and sadness you know end and mental illness begins i i, I don't understand that you know uh, how it might be a reaction to something which is already there dormant biologically i don't understand that but what what i do know for example is that the japanese have just come up with a new a new word not too long ago, uh, which is a construction, which means lonely death, right? And it points to, you know, thousands a week, thousands of elderly dying by themselves alone in a single week. You know, uh, I, I again don't know what that must mean, right, in terms of mental health, right? And, and this is only looking at one demographic, right? This is only looking at one demographic. If we're going to go through demographic, from demographic to demographic, you know, the tween young woman, you know, and how mental illness, you know, can manifest, you know, in, in her or, or, you know, insecurities can manifest in her, you know, by way of what society tells us about beauty, about the value of women, you know, about, you know, sexuality, you know, uh, you know, what a society, you know, which is, you know, so thoroughly objectifies women, you know, where there is rarely the idea of, you know, of, uh, of, of, of the mahram, you know, the, the importance of the mahram, you know, in order as a process of developing to learn, you know, of, of, of a woman in a non-sexualized fashion or the opposite gender in a non-sexualized fashion, right? All of these, all of these things are, are here and are weighing heavily on, on our, our mentalities, right? So again, depending on what your position is, whether you're an elderly woman, you know, dying in a, in a, in a home or whether you're a 12 year old girl, you know, whose cartoons have told her that she must look like this, right? She is only, uh, beautiful and, you know, uh, and, 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 uh, and dignity of, you know, of any value if she looks like this and behaves like this. All of this weighs heavily on us, right? And these were only talking about two, two, two different demographics, right? I didn't bring in economics. I didn't bring in, you know, uh, uh, race. I didn't bring any of the other markers which can also, you know, help to weigh in on someone's psychology, right? Someone's loneliness and, you know, someone's confusion in modernity, right? The children are, are, are the, if, if we are ripe with confusion, right? If we are much like the Joker, you know, lost between, you know, tragedy and comedy, right? Entertainment, you know, and, and, and education, right? Edutainment, then how much more the youth, right? How much more the youth? So, um, that's, that's a very heavy one. <laughs> yeah, you know, I know. I, I, yeah. Subhanallah. So, just, just as a, uh, um, let's end this, end, end this on a little, uh, maybe a bit of a hope that our advice, uh, Stad, perhaps that you could give us, um, perhaps a message of hope in light of this. Um, 
you know, actually, if you were to ask me, I would say the, the message of hope is Batman because Batman is hope means hope to me. But but uh, obviously, uh, we, we have different opinions about this. But uh, yeah, let's just let's just uh, I'll talk. Uh, I'll talk to him. Instead. Don't worry, I'll talk to him. <laughs> yeah. So um, but yeah, just, uh, you know, as your final message, um, you know, just looking from a broad perspective um, in, in however way you say, say fit. Um, what is something uh, perhaps a hopeful message that you can give to us and our listeners as Muslims and living in Gotham? Uh, and what, um, how, how to move forward or what, what things that we should hold on to. And, and before you say uh, uh, that uh, a blessed answer, inshallah, said, I wanted to have you maybe, uh, you know, envelop that answer in some of your, uh, you know, kind of general, uh, in, in as much brief as you can uh, put it, you know, uh, you know in, in some of your general you know, uh, fruits that you gained from uh, your works studying Islamic history and, uh, you know, going through uh, comparative religious uh, traditions and, and, and having this uh, projection of uh, intellectual or Islamic intellectual history, uh, you know, kind of uh, stemming through the tips that you are going to say. Can you give us a little bit of a kind of the collective fruits that you got, you know, throughout your uh, you know, academic journey, uh, journey uh, that leads you to these tips? Well, I, I would say this. I would say this, and this is based on one particular scholar. I'm not going to name him, uh, but, but um, it's, it's, it's the fact that if the world was materialist, right, uh, if the world was, was, was a, a, of a material order, a closed material order, right, then the alarmism that we are hearing in terms of civilizational collapse, right? You know, societal collapse, right? Whether this means, you know, like, you know, mental health degeneracy or, you know, uh, alienation or, you know, uh, uh, the, the lack of communal feeling or lack of self-worth or, you know, uh, just general the understanding of meaning, you know, that the fact that life has meaning, that our death has meaning, that suffering has meaning, that reality is meaningful, right? If, if we were materialist, then I, I, I would, um, I would certainly say that there's nothing that, you know, there wouldn't be any 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 uh, hope, you know, ending in 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 a, in a hopeful note, right? And I think that Gotham does not end in a hopeful note, right? It does not end in a hopeful note, right? And the reason being, of course, is that as I've said, you know, they're materialist, right? It's a material order, right? It's an order of domination, right? It's an order of organisms, right? It's an order of like you know resources, and it's an order of the, that's limited. And when we have that. Any of the alarm, uh, alarmism, whether it's social alarmism or whether it's about environmental alarmism, then, you know, the, the, through, because of environmental disaster, upcoming environmental disasters, you know, we, we would find no hope whatsoever, right? But the fact is that the possible is infinite, right? So there is no restriction. There is need, not even causal restriction, Right. And this would be the idea of determinism. Right. The fact that we are materially determined. Right. As such, for example. Right. In a society where we have, you know, of, as foundation, you know, racial structures, you know, and as system racial uh, um, ra racial uh, org or organs. Right. 
uh, all moving towards you know uh, something specific, a specific goal, right? Then then we would certainly have like these these problems of of being unable to move beyond them, right? Since ultimately it's material structures which are affecting a material world, right? But this is not so, right? The hope is Allah, right? The hope is Allah's infinite, boundless mercy. Right, Allah as a, as a fount of infinite possibility, which is not limited by what we have now. Right, it's not even limited by 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 uh, by, by, by actual material causation. And I'll give you an example of that. We have when when the Prophet wasallam tells us that even if the hour is upon you, right, if you were to have a shoot in your in your hand, plant it, right? So the hour is upon you. So here, it is, it is, it is without doubt that the end is, is is near, right? It is without doubt you are you are witnessing it, you know, experientially, sensually, right? And yet, you know, you still have hope, right? There is still something beyond the material order, right? You still have good deeds. You have the prospect of doing something which is going to outlast change. Right. So the good deed of being able to plant this, right? The good deed of of, of, of understanding that life is, is is better than death, right? That you know that that um, you know planting something that giving hope is better than than looking in in the face of fear, right? So on and so forth, right? And so again, my, my my last general understanding would be that if the world is as is presented in Gotham, a material order, right? Then we're doomed. We're doomed to racism, we're doomed to violence, we're doomed to patriarchy, we're doomed to, to, to sovereignty over others, we're doomed to domination, right? We're doomed to, to imagining, envisioning ourselves as independent, and what happens after that, obviously, is the domination of all those that would imagine us dependent on them, or interdependent with them, right? Or the attempted domination, right? But that's not the feature of, of reality, right? The feature of reality ultimately is that, you know, the grounding of all things are, is the na- are the names of Allah, right? And uh, all these names emerge out of, you know, the, the, the absolute essence, right? Which cannot be named, which nothing can be compared to, right? And in this, right, in this is, is, is great solace. And in this is great hope, right? That mercy is, is, is being presented to us as we speak, Right. And so that, you know, the, the hope for a turnaround where we can move away from an individualist, you know, alienating culture towards the development of, of communities. Right. Towards, you know, the, 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 the nurturing of our youth, you know, and, and their mutual nurturing of, of, of the elders, so on and so forth. Right. Barakallah Fiqh. That was, mashallah, uh, a great rap. And uh, may Allah, inshallah, make us of those who... Uh, center him uh, into our lives uh, as a beacon of hope and a beacon of mercy and, uh, you know, make us, uh, you know, those who benefit from the tajalliyat of his names and the rahmat uh, uh, of uh, his uh, running of this world, uh, you know, and may Allah, inshallah, make us uh, agents of change uh, uh, to, to bring back hope uh, also um, in, into Gotham, uh, so to speak. Uh, but uh, uh, that was pretty um, snapping out of the entire, uh, I guess, ecosystem of the Joker. And uh, and, 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 and I think uh, that basically uh, makes a lot of uh, sense to us and makes a lot of sense uh, 
to really always reflect, you know, on the abstract because, uh, you know, you know, even though that you are saying abstract, you know, we, we, we also understand that art is, uh, you know, about abstract art cannot basically, you know, no, even if it was, uh, you know, done with, um, you know, uh, with a different kind of philosophy, you know, uh, it will, you know, highlight certain things and omit a whole lot of other things. Uh, but um, with that centra centrality, um, uh, with the message that you mentioned, uh, it will help us always see the things that are not seen. It will help us always, uh, you know, connect the dots that are not on the page, uh, so to speak. And, um, and uh, I hope, inshallah, that understanding is translated as such uh... yeah i mean this was a you know this was a um a, you know this is an interesting uh you know they talk about joker uh they've mentioned this film as an experimental film right this is sort of an experimental podcast for us um uh i i really enjoyed the conversation a lot more than i enjoyed the movie just a lot of last, last needle to you guys <laughs> i'm going back to my comic books and my uh my uh, false uh uh you know my uh delusional uh, thinking but uh, um but actually by the way by the way i have to say like you know the whole movie i just have to say this at the end like i wasn't sure what's real or what's not the end the whole the movie could have been a whole delusion could have all been in his head Absolutely. everything that happened yes which is i, I guess intentional but yes. i don't know but it's just sort of a, a last point but really Ostad, uh you know thank you for um for taking the time out and maybe we should do another film commentary again you know uh, I don't know if a lot of the listeners are going to agree with that. Well, you know, Frozen, Fro Frozen Two is coming out. Oh, please! <laughs> so I'm, I'm sure that Giovanni will be very interested. To... I, I'm sure. I'm sure there's a lot to say about Frozen Two. I'm sure that the Frozen Two is actually where it's at. You know, since it's for the children. You know. Yeah. So uh, we'll we'll have to keep that in mind. Yeah, certainly. Oh. I mean, uh, although people may forgive us, uh, so to speak for us uh, digging holes into joker but i don't know if we can <laughs> if we can get away with uh, digging holes into the frozen or the disney uh, world uh, well you know my whole perspective is that elsa is evil <laughs> if anybody hasn't seen frozen you know what i'm talking about but you know all right i don't know <laughs> anyways um but uh yeah jazakallah khair ustad giovanni for uh, for joining us today um thank you Raydar, for um really being the instrumental impetus behind this podcast and i think alhamdulillah i benefited from it i hope um, some of the listeners they also benefited from it uh, as well um please give us our, your feedback um uh, we'd love to hear from you you can always um tweet at us at iman wired or uh, send us an email at uh, iman wired um if you're listening to us for the first time please subscribe to the podcast um share the podcast with friends family anyone you think may benefit all that really gets the podcast out to a greater audience and uh we'll i guess we'll be back to our regular programming in the future inshallah soon inshallah. and, and said uh, giovanni assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh i hope that it was beneficial in some regard inshallah of course certainly, it was inshallah certainly. it was thank you and very thank, much thank you for having me on as a non-expert Thank you for entertaining us as non-experts as well. Thank you to all the listeners. And finally, again, assalamu alaikum. Peace be unto you.